The Sport Industry Access Podcast, Episode 20. What qualities do you need to be a physical education teacher? Welcome to another episode of the Sport Industry Access Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Bowers. As always, my goal each week is to provide you a special guest who will inspire and encourage you to be the best you can be in your profession, especially if you have an interest in pursuing a career in teaching. I hope today's episode can be useful to you with regards to your interests and needs. Now, relating back to today's show, today's special guest is Jared Robinson. Jared is a physical education teacher from Victoria, Australia, and the founder of the PE Geek. The PE Geek is where Jared provides value to the teaching world, especially for PE teachers, where he provides great content on a range of topics which can inspire teachers applying new teaching methods. For example, applying technology during a PE session to increase engagement and the learning experience for their pupils during a class. That is why in today's show, Jared will share his career journey and provide you the core qualities of what you need to be an inspiring PE teacher. Jared, it's a privilege to have you on the show. Please, can you share your sports career journey to the listeners? When did it all start? Well, firstly, thank you for having me. And it is an absolute pleasure to be here. It's um, quite rare that I'm on the opposite side of the podcast spectrum being interviewed. But uh, my journey to the sport world and then eventually into the classroom um, sort of began when I was around six playing Australian rules football. Are you familiar with it? Yeah, Aussie rules. I do watch it a little bit. Interesting sport. Yeah, so that's where, that's where it began for me. And, you know, back then you can imagine any sort of youngster playing sport. There's not much sport going on. It's mostly, you know, trying to get the grasp of it. But it began there and I had a love for it. And eventually sort of grew up with it and then went into the realm of track and field and was really interested in um, sort of that world and the 400 meters and triple jump were my sort of main two things and and that love and passion and enthusiasm eventually led me to my career path that I have now. Fantastic so I assume the Olympics was right down your street with regards to the track and field event which just happened out in Rio. It certainly did and I mean I looked up and I saw that you guys definitely knocked us up on the medal tally um, poor old Australia were a little bit lower than normal. Hopefully they can bounce back, but it is. I mean, I just love any sort of celebration of this, um, you know, the, the sport that people do and anything that gets people talking about it. And as someone in my role, it provides an opportunity for us to further encourage people. Just touching back on your career, what inspired you to be a teacher? I think it was probably that saying, you know, for those who can't uh, teach, they teach PE. Um, if you can't be an Olympian, then you end up being a teacher. Um, you know, I, there was this connection there of, of something like that, you know. So for me, I wanted a way of being able to exercise and inspire people in something that I was inspired in. And it probably was because I had a teacher who inspired me. So, you know, I can think back to a, a, a particular teacher who really helped me with that enthusiasm that I had for track and field. And I thought, wouldn't it be cool if I could do something like that? 
and you know be in a classroom help people find what they were you know enjoying and um, get paid for it and that just seemed to be the logical progression if I couldn't be an Olympian then maybe I could help someone become an Olympian and that was sort of the mindset that that is great to hear Jared and I totally agree with regards to inspirational teachers I had one who was a hockey coach and a tennis coach who I always looked up to just in your opinion though how has sport developed in general relating to your career well I would I mean I'm very biased but I would say that technology has played an ever-increasing role in in sport and for many ways technology has always been um, quite at the forefront in sport you know a lot of sport development if you look at the big clubs that play in in the you know in Europe and, and so on they drive a lot of the technology a lot of the innovation and we're starting to see a lot of that opportunity flow down into just the general grassroots so it is now possible for anyone whether you're just a you know a, a parent and you've you've got a kid who's playing some sport, you've now got some tools at your disposal which are on par with many of the tools and things that um, you know are available in, in higher up ranks. So I think the opportunities are there for people, and I think that would definitely be something that I've observed as being a change since when I was a kid for sure. Now, just relating to today's main topic, what qualities do you need to be a PE teacher, in your opinion? I think you definitely have to have a passion and, and enthusiasm for sport. So that would, you know, that would definitely set sail for a lot of your audience. You know, if you if you're down there and you enjoy what you do, then there is obviously an opportunity for you to tie that in with um, with PE teaching. But I mean, there's there's a, there's something to be said about enjoying sport, but there's a lot to be said about being mindful about um, your teaching and what you're trying to get across. So it, I, I've found that it's not just enough to be. Um, you know, super into sport, there is very much a difference between that and physical education. And so I think being open to being a learner so that you can be on a continuous journey of developing your practice and not sort of, um, you know, thinking that you've learned it all. The best teachers that I've come across are people who are open to continual reflection and change. And um, I would also think that you have to be someone who can balance so many different things because a PE class is a very different to every other class that you probably, um, you know, teach in. And that is that there's so many different things happening. You're outdoors, it's raining, you're indoors, you lose your space because something is happening and you're forced into a different area. And that's quite different to every other space that teachers may operate in. So there's there's a quite a few qualities, but I think, I think there's some of that, those at the forefront. I think it comes down to good organisation during a session. Relates to when I was a tennis coach once upon a time, and I think planning is crucial. Would you agree? Oh, you have to be. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's your ability to plan is uh, is paramount. And um, in the only times I've ever had really bad lessons and just, you know, sat back and thought that was absolutely terrible. I can tell you what it, what the reason it was. It was because I just hadn't planned um, as well as I, I should have. And um, I think that's quite common. There are a lot, unfortunately, there are a lot of teachers both um, in Australia and the US and the UK and all over who still, I'm talking PE teachers, roll the ball out. And what that means is they don't really plan. They just walk in. They think that because they're interested in sport and because that's you know something they've always grown up with, that they are going to be mindful and have a great lesson. But um, unfortunately, they don't. So we've, we're in this situation now where PE has progressed a lot. We've got a lot more sort of good practice coming out of it. And um, that's great. We've, we're starting to get rid of some of that old school military style PE that 
um, I think I grew up with in some parts. Just relating back to what you talked about, the technology side of things, how has technology had an impact with regards to teaching methods during a PE session? It's been quite large in its impact and it's happened over a period of, I would say, five, six, seven years. And the big disruptor has been mobile devices. So if you had to pinpoint one thing that had made that change possible, I would say it's that. And much of our practice and the stuff that we do on our website and our, and our training with teachers relates to mobile devices. So what that means is it's now possible for us to um, you know, be able to give instant feedback to students about something. So if you can, you mentioned before that you're a tennis coach, but uh, obviously in a PE setting, you're still trying to give feedback and imagine the kids are doing a, you know, a tennis unit. It would be really easy now to provide instantaneous feedback in a video form to students right there and then using some of the technology that we have available. And, and that really changes the perspective on what you provide, how valuable you are, and you know things of that nature. So I would say good teaching is still absolutely paramount. Um, I've definitely of the mindset that you have to have good teaching first. You can't just be a, a bad teacher and throw in some technology and all of a sudden you're going to be amazing. But I'm seeing really good things with teachers and technology and it's exciting. We're starting to be able to do things we couldn't do before and um, I think that's good for everyone. Just out of interest, I've during my time when I was studying PE, we never used technology, and this was talking about seven years ago. Would you mind explaining or to the listeners a session that you've done with your students, for example, by using technology and how you how you applied it? For sure. So, I mean, one of the the, the sessions that I speak a lot about was a volleyball unit. Now, I will preface it and say that I'm absolutely not an expert in volleyball by whatever stretch of the imagination. But this sort of emphasizes why this session was powerful. So the session began with students scanning a QR code. Now, for your listeners, if you're un unfamiliar with what a QR code is, they're tiny little barcode-like objects that when you scan them, they link to information. So imagine that the students are walking in, they've got access to a, a small class set of iPads that we have, you know, we can order in and use. And when they scan that QR code, they get a video instruction from YouTube of someone way more advanced than me, way more knowledgeable than me, taking them through the finer points of the activity that they were about to do. So all of a sudden, I've got 10 teachers in the class because I had 10 iPads taking the students through at different paces, at different levels, and I get the ability to then sit back and then work one-on-one -on -one with students having been taken away from what is probably one of the most unleveraged activities, which is face-to-face -face standing in front of a room of 30 kids. So that would probably be one of the cornerstones of many of the, the things that I value about, about technology and education, being able to clone yourself or, in my case, clone yourself with someone who's far more knowledgeable than you because I'm of the mindset that I am absolutely not an expert in everything that I teach, so I should be looking for people who are and technology provides that for me. Yeah, that sounds really interesting, even from a sports perspective of general knowledge, even my side of things. Just outside the classroom, would you mind explaining to listeners what the P-Keek is all about? Yeah, I mean, it really is about how to use technology in the physical education space. It's funny because I, I started blogging about it in 2008 purely as a hobby. You know, I wanted to understand how blogs worked and what they were about and, you know, why would I need to know these things? And I just got hooked. I got hooked by the ability to be able to write some ideas and people come and they read them. And over the years, that's led me to, um, you know, write thousands of articles, blog posts, 
Um, I've traveled to over 30-something countries and trained teachers. I build some of the apps and software that teachers use. So pretty much all wrapped around this idea of helping teachers use technology effectively. And in a nutshell, that's what the PE Geek is about. And it actually came as a little bit of an insult from a student, funnily enough. <laughs> I mean, they thought, oh, well. <laughs> yeah, I, I just ran with it. So, you know, I was, we were doing some stuff in, in PE and they're like, what's got to do with PE? You're like a bit of a PE geek or something. I'm like, that is perfect. And I ran with it. And since then, it's, it's grown to, yeah, what it is today. And um, because of that, we've directly impacted, you know, thousands upon thousands of teachers and therefore by the net effect, lots of students as well, helping them use technology more meaningfully. I know you mentioned that you do a lot of blogs on your website. Would you mind explaining other resources that you provide? We do provide lesson material, so resources and things for uh, teachers that are non-technical based. So there's lots of eBooks and uh, video courses and stuff as well so that we can get someone um, comfortable with using a single device or a single piece of equipment and then sort of progressing from there. So a big part of that are webinars as well. Um, obviously, our email newsletter is is very you know highly downloaded. But I think my favorite things to produce are the blog posts, which are highly instructional, and our podcasts, which I um, have been doing for many years. And I actually have three of them now in different formats and different varieties. So I think they're the, the favorite topics and the things that people connect with um, the most that is great it sounds very interesting and just relating to what you're doing at the moment are you on summer holidays or are you planning any new projects with regards to your website so i work full-time on the website and um, that that's quite exciting because i get the ability to be able to sit back and, and what you know really put 100 percent energy into the content that we produce up until this time last year i was still in a classroom uh, teaching and it got to a point where we were so busy with our workshops that I took off on a six month leave and traveled the world. You know, did about 15 countries of work, um, even visited over into England doing workshops and so on. And um, that's pretty much what I do now. And it's great because I have this amount of leverage that I didn't have before. And if I think that what I do is valuable, then now I've got the sort of vehicle to make that happen. And I still teach, funnily enough. I've um, been doing some replacement teaching in my old school in and around my free time doing workshops and online stuff. On a personal note, what do you enjoy the most from your work you do now, looking back? I just love seeing people learn new things and being open-minded about that. I think one of the, the worst situations is anyone, and I mean any person from any field, being closed-minded about what they know because that's the enemy of progress like thinking that you know it all so if i can present something to someone and they can take it on board and they may not necessarily agree with it or they may they may agree with it but if they can sort of be mindful of trying to progress then i think that's a great thing and i get to see that a lot and i get emails from people all the time sort of saying that they tried this and it helped them with this and because of that this happened and and those sorts of things are what drives me and um, you know, what enables me to continue to do this, even though sometimes the workload and so on is quite vast. Jared, that is, I couldn't agree with you more, especially even from my experience. The more open-minded you are, the more opportunities are out there as well. And I feel like we're at a great stage of the interview where I like to finish with an inspirational question. What advice would you give to university sports students who want to pursue a career as a PE teacher? 
I would say go out there and, you know, make it happen. Like if you're thinking about it, teaching is one of these great vehicles that that you can use um, in every country. I mean, this isn't something that just happens in Australia. If you go down that path, you're, you know, you're interested in a sport, then, then make it happen. Get your degree or whatever it is so that you can be a teacher because you can always fall back on it. And it's, it's a great way to combine what you love about sports and, you know, your sort of history growing up around those things and pass it on to other people in a setting where it's really needed because, quite frankly, there are a lot of teachers who don't have that level of, um, you know, expertise and understanding that many of your audience would have. And I'm talking PE teachers. There's so many PE teachers that, that really don't have um, the knowledge that, you know, your audience could bring to the table. Jad, that is great. Out of interest, how can people interact with you? I would say any social media site that you're on, I would likely be on, and you could search for me as the PE Geek. And um, probably other than that, the best place to get me is at thepegeek.com where you can find um, all the material that we work on. That is great. To all the listeners out there, all of Jared's links will be on my website relating to this blog post. Jared, it's been great chatting with you today. Thank you very much. appreciate it. Thanks for having me. What a really interesting interview by Jared. What I learned the most from this interview was how PE has developed in such a short period of time especially with the application of using technology during a PE session. And I really do hope that if this is something you would like to do as a career, that you really do take Jared's points on board with regards to your career journey, especially in teaching. Now, at the end of each interview, as always, I like to finish with an inspirational quote from my guest speaker. Jared said, Learn new things and be open-minded. The worst situation in anybody, in any field, is when you're closed-minded about what you know. That is the enemy of progress, thinking that you know it all. In life, we always feel that when we study or when we learn, we're experts right from the word go. But really, we're not. The real experts are the ones who take time, reflect, and keep learning the same material over and over again by developing their skills. And it's by developing your skills you will really pursue your career in the long run.